everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Rabbit Ears. I took last month off for live stream for The Cure. I just want to give a quick shout out to you, Bubby, and to Nick for raising $23,000 over that event. It was very impressive and touching. And you guys, well, no, not Dan, because Dan sucks. We hate everything Dan does. He's bad Bubby who only does things that make people's lives worse. Um, but Nick and everybody else that was involved in that. Thank you. Awesome time. Um, and then I was going to post that episode, but I don't think that that recording would translate well just to like a podcast on its own. So I didn't do it. Anyways, how are you, Dan? Hi. Oh, God, you're going to fucking do that shit, aren't you? Yeah, probably. <sighs> I hate you. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so I've had two months in between recording and I've watched a significant number of things that I will mention once I pull up my list. Is there anything that you have been watching that you want to mention? No. Girl. <laughs> and that's all you say. You have no, you use no other words. You just say girl for everything. It's your one Girl. response to anything that happens on Housewives Girl. ever, and it's stupid. Bubby, we can fucking list an entire hour's worth of a podcast on shit that you say and do that is stupid. No, because nothing I say or do is stupid. Everything I do is uh, correct and smart. You're right in the fucking list for me. Thank you. Um, okay, so I restarted Peaky Blinders from the beginning because the latest season came out. Um, but it's sans Helen McCrory because unfortunately she passed. And so I just kind of wanted to like get my last little bits of her before I, and like familiarize myself with it before I started that new season. Um, I started the final little bit of Grace and Frankie, and it's not very good, so I haven't finished it. Um, and then Stranger Things, Better Call Saul Season 6 Part 1 is awesome. Oh, The Staircase. Poppy. Poppy's back. She was here for live stream. She's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so The Staircase was an HBO series with Michael Caine and... Poppy, are you fucking kidding me? It's just, it, <laughs> I mean, I, I know you're distracted by the poppers, but it is not Michael Caine. What's his name? Colin. No, wait. Colin Firth? Colin Firth. That's his name. Okay. So it's Colin Firth and um, what's her name? Tony Collette. Tony Collette. That's her name. I barely watched the show and I know exactly who's in it and you don't. I only watched it. So like it's got a, a fucking name worthy cast but it was based on a documentary of a murder case that took place literally like 20 minutes up the road so i kind of watched all of the netflix documentary of what actually happened and then the hbo dramatized version of events which was wild and kind of ended on a low note in my opinion but that's not at all, all of what I watched, but I feel like I've been talking a long time. So I'm and that's stop. fine. I mean, I, you just talk about what you're watching. I talk about what I'm watching every week on Netflix as well, so I don't really have to say anything. I know, but you also will like mention every trailer, and I hate that. Uh, we we do not mention every trailer. We have limited you it to five. To. Uh, I just did that because it made you mad, and it also made Caleb mad. <sighs> 
So I would just put in like 19, tra- I put in 19 trailers one week just to have fun. Nobody's got time for that, man. I do. Ain't nobody got time for that. Okay, so I don't really think that we need to do a look back at 2022 because it is 2022. So I'm skipping that. I part. don't care. It's your show. I understand. I am explaining it for the listeners. Why are you so antagonistic, yeah, uh, bro? It's, it's your show. Yo. How many Mountain Dews have you had today? Be honest. Uh, four. Do you know? Four. Four? I've had four the last, like, three days. That's a lot. Actually, when did I when did I buy them? Saturday? I feel like, yeah, you just got them Saturday. Yeah, so I've, I've had, I've had like... four every day. Oh, my God. Okay. Don't worry. Once these are gone, I'm not, I I I realize my self control is completely out of the window. So they're they're I never again. Yeah, you're a fucking maniac. That's all I'm gonna say. A maniac. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. True story. Okay, so the series that we are reviewing today, under the banner of Heaven, is a 2022 mini series. I guess like by FX on Hulu. FX um, on Hulu. It's seven. Is that okay? Yay! I sound like I know what I'm saying. You don't. That's why I'm correcting you and making sure you know what you're talking about. But yes, FX on Hulu, specifically FX on Hulu, not even just FX. Yeah, but I also don't watch any non-streaming shows well, for the most part. Like I don't watch any serialized shows that have primetime release. Right, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe this was on television. They do some fade to blacks, which uh, are very emblematic of when you would put in ads. So maybe this was on television and ran for, you know, a 90 minute slot. But maybe I don't know. Or in in the case of the finale, a two hour slot. But yeah, uh, you're a two hour slot. No, I feel like this gives me true detective vibes at first appearance. um, But we'll get into that in just a moment. It is rated a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb and was written and created by Dustin Lance Black. Summary, a devout detective's faith is tested as he investigates a brutal murder seemingly connected to an esteemed Utah family's spiral into LDS fundamentalism and their distrust of the government. Starring Andrew Garfield, Gil Birmingham, Sam Worthington, Wyatt Russell, Daisy Edgar-Jones, Billy Howlett... Is that right? I thought it was Billy Howell. Denise Gow and Rory Culkin. Yeah, there was some autocorrect. Yo, this bitch. Okay, so, Bubby, we do this occasionally where we review something that's pretty recently out. So, like, I don't know how deep this conversation is going to go because it's just a seven-episode miniseries. But let's just kind of... Because we've talked a very little bit about it while we were watching it. I purposely tried to keep my thoughts to myself. But what did you love about this miniseries? Uh, I mean, Andrew Garfield's good. Uh, yeah. I've heard good things about Daisy Edgar Jones, which, like, sure. I mean, whatever. Uh, she plays Brenda. Uh, and, like, she's probably, like, the only other, like, character you go, like, this is a, this is a real thing. Like, a real person that's happening. Like, she is... Um, it's weird because, like, the way Mormonism is kind of portrayed in this, it's like fucking pre-suffrage, uh, which for those of you who are unaware, suffrage means the right to vote. Uh, so pre-women's suffrage, she she kind of represents like that pre-women's suffrage era where she's a suffragette. 
And, you know, the LDS people are like, you, you got to get your property in order. And, of course, I give the mock cheers like, yeah, let's go. And, I, and then when you get lippy during the episode, I'm like, property, shut up. But, you know, like, she's she's okay. I mean, Wyatt Russell's really where it comes in. Uh, I think this is a potential career best from Sam Worthington, which, like, he's good in it, but, like, not spectacular. But he's also, I don't respect him as an actor in any way, shape, or form. So at least... Like, this show me, oh, he can act, it's just he chooses not to. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I like Andrew Garfield's performance. I feel like since I watched Tick, Tick, Boom, I earned, he, like, leveled up on his respect level from me. So, like, I really was interested to see another kind of dramatic turn for him, and I thought he delivered in his character. There was a lot of layers and a lot going on with him, and I thought that he really, like, I could feel the man's struggle, and I'm not at all religious. There was the other thing that stood out to me, like, the religion is, like, the main focus for people of Mormon faith in this show. And I don't know if it's because like it's a Utah thing or if that's like Mormonism is that encapsulating. Like it just like takes over every thought process in your life like that. They are like very religious people. It was intense. Well, so the main thing I think that that stems from is the fact that it is a Mormon community that they live in. Uh, right. I mean, we know we actually know somebody through podcasting who is LDS. Okay. Uh, I wonder, like, if that person has seen this show and like what that person's take would be on how that religion is portrayed, because it's not portrayed in a flattering light at all. Well, I would argue that outside of the fundamentalism, that it it is actually portrayed ex- <laughs> almost like exactly how like modern Christians are portrayed in a lot of stuff, which again is not flattering, but at least it's on a more equal level than you see the the kind of treatment that the Mormons do receive because like, let's not forget, there's an entire South Park episode where they tell the story of what Mormons believe and uh, the music behind it is just a, a, a chorus of people going dum, 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 because they believe that what they believe is dumb. So yeah, like I part of it part of I think the the reason why it looks so scathing is that and why they seem so encapsulated in their religion is that it is a strict Mormon community. Like we're we're talking like I think uh Gil Birmingham's detective Taba is the only non-Mormon who works at the police station. Yeah. Like I think everybody else, every other cop there is also Mormon. The the entire town is Mormon. I mean, I don't think we see where De- Detective Taba lives. Maybe one time, but like it looks like he lives in that town too. So it's like predominantly Mormon there. It's probably like an amplifying effect that like everything seems so centered around their faith because that's the one thing the community has. And if you don't participate in that faith, you're kind of an outsider. So, like, that was other one of the other things I liked about this show is it really kind of portrayed religion in a, well, a way that I believe. How am I going to say this without being offensive? Basically, like, there's no religion that you should accept blindly whatever they tell you. And that a lot of times religion is manipulated to suit a person's benefits rather than anything else. Like, and that's what I feel like this show portrayed, like, the manipulation of religion in order to gain personally. Uh, You could even just strip religion out of that and just say any idea at all. Yeah, like, it was... 
boy, some of the shit they showed was wild. And like, I kept forgetting that it took place in the 80s because they're Mormon. So I just was like, it could have been current day as far as their fashion was concerned. So it was like hard for me to remember when it was taking place. But like, it was fucking wild. It was a wild ride. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the whole religious aspect and the crisis of faith that Andrew Garfield goes through, it's like, we had that Midnight Mass, like, we're, we're kind of having, like, this crisis of faith era in terms of uh, modern media where, I mean, recently it's come out that America is the least religious it's ever been. And uh, you look at that and you just go, well, that makes sense with all these crises of faith kind of shows me. Midnight Mass, I mean, if you want to make a direct comparison to how the community acts, the community is very much centered around that one fucking church in Midnight Mass. And lo- lo- look who's the outsider is the uh, Islamic believing uh, sheriff and his son, you know. So to me, there's a direct line between those two and and just like what their what their communities are all about. Now, of course, one's about fucking vampires, and the other one's about <laughs> uh, a murdering family. Okay, so in this series, what characters did you like? Because there weren't a whole lot of likable ones, in my opinion. Uh, Brenda, to a degree, because she she wants to be a devout Mormon, it seems, but also. You know, she's kind of brings in that modern feminism wave. Like, she's like, look, yeah, I, I understand women in the Mormon religion need to just, like, be pumping out babies, like, constantly. But, like, I also want to be something myself. Like, I want to be a newscaster. I want to I want to do these things. Her dad was more progressive and he was a bishop and he because he had, I think, all daughters until, like, later on and their child having years so like he was very much he wanted the best for his children and he taught them a more progressive way of thinking so then i feel like the show also did a good job of explaining and having us understand how this next generation of mormons came to be as fucked up as they are be why they are so like the character development's really good from that aspect too well, also, it's the opposite side of what we see. Like, we see as uh, the Lafferty's delve into fundamentalism, they revert back to their roots and they kind of bastardize the teachings of the church, or at least how we perceive them to be bastardizing the teachings of the church. Meanwhile, uh, people like Brenda's dad are, in their eyes, bastardizing the teachings of the church in the first place by allowing women more freedoms than they ever had before. Of course, uh, and the the big thing with the fundamentalism is, is like, hey, re- this religion shouldn't change no matter what. When you know, it, it should always be like these are these are the roles that everyone plays. This is how we behave. We have multiple wives, blah blah blah. Even if the culture that we're living in doesn't it says we shouldn't, we should still be able to or we should still or we must still do it. You know, it's it's kind of how we would view fundamental Islam now. Like, Islam in America is vastly different than it is in in the Middle East. And that's because concessions had to be made. Now, of course, what does that mean? I don't know. But the the way religion has been changed in the West, particularly due to Western culture imposing what it does onto religion is interesting. It's an interesting topic that I never really thought of before. Because even still, we think of religious people mostly as kind of closed off set in their ways but as you see 
and maybe it is that maybe it's out of necessity, but they become uh, certain sects of religions have become more lenient and lax in in what they believe in order to permeate through Western culture. Damn. You kind of just blew my mind a little bit with the way you were thinking about religion kind of morphing to suit its needs in that aspect, too. Right. Which is why Catholicism, I don't think I don't think it's changed too much. I mean, the big change I noticed with Catholicism was that they moved from Latin to because predominantly sermons were conducted in Latin. Like you had to learn Latin in order to fucking know what was going on. There was a change made in in my lifetime where it, they were predominantly they're now in like the native tongue. And now, of course, you can if you want to if you want to watch like C-SPAN and watch like the Pope doing the Christmas Mass, you can watch that shit. And that's all in Latin because it's in the Vatican City. But you go to any church in America, they're they're gonna be doing it in English unless it's like of course Spanish speaking church or whatever speaking church. But like they'll they'll do little things like that for inclusiveness, but you look at them. I mean, look at the abortion shit that's going on right now. Like it's hard and fast. We're sticking hard, hard to this fucking no abortion stuff. This we're we're not we ain't doing abortion. It's frowned upon in God's eyes. God says you're a sinner. I literally cannot. Okay, so characters I liked. Uh, I liked Jeb, and I really liked Taba. I thought he kind of provided that necessary kind of Greek chorus, regular person character that was saying the things that all of us would be thinking. You know what I mean? And, like, helping put Jeb into perspective in terms of, like, Jeb said something like, well, how do you go through this without any compass? And he's like, I have a compass. And he like right. punched him in the gut or whatever. He's like, this is your compass. Like you have to, you have to trust yourself and know yourself. There is no freaking big guy in the sky making like chess moves out of your life. This is just, this is the shit that happens and you have to be the person to rely on. Well, it's like I love him. Right. And that's a, that's kind of been a big argument of uh some overly religious people who are like i don't trust and you hear the line actually in uh the show at one point but like i don't trust people who don't have religion or who don't believe in my religion it's like well i mean fuck you because people could just live the way they want i mean ultimately what the what it is and this is what god said and this is what jesus died for in in theory is that everyone can just do whatever they want you know you you're given the free will to live however you want to uh, also, the Jews believe that there's no heaven or hell. You just, you just, it's just, it's just over after, after life. So like, you know, good for the Jews. But like the whole thing with Christianity is just trying to, because in theory, people couldn't accept that there can't be nothing after this. Why, then why do I care how I act? So then they, you know, they market it off a, a heaven thing, which, you know, say what you want. I mean, I have my own theories about, like, when I get super high and I think about religion and, like, was it just created by the quote-unquote pentaverate, like, the 1% to, like, keep all of us lesser people of lesser means in order, like, you have to be good in order to, like, get into heaven or do this stuff and then they can just, like, be horrible and manipulate all of us with our quote-unquote moral compass? Maybe. Maybe, man. All right. Um, who do you not like on the series? I mean, obviously, you're not supposed to like the Lafferty's at all. Correct. Uh, They're terrible. And that's that's pretty uh, pretty obvious. But I mean, like acting wise, I mean, they they're all very good. Um, I don't know. I don't, there's nobody really. Uh, I'm like, because everyone you're supposed to dislike is written that way. 
like you're supposed to dislike the church elders because they are written in a way that are they're obfuscating the, this investigation in any way, shape, or form they can because they don't want it to come down badly that you know one of their more respected families in the church are now fundies. That's not great in their eyes. So like they and, don't want their religion embarrassed. Yeah, right. I mean, we we get that talking too at the end of like episode three, I think, is when one of the the stake president shows up and he's like, yeah, we'd really appreciate it if you just shut the fuck up and stopped investigating this. I really like the freaking, the stick to it. It's like the Andrew Garfield's character. He said at one point that like he was going to be faithful to Becca and the child and like seeing that through and not like to anything else. Like that was what he was focused on, not being persuaded by what he should do as a Mormon. Right. So I respected the fuck out of that. Um, Eamon in particular, I felt like was a real penis wrinkle. I don't ever stand for any dog abuse in any kind of form of media. So like, I feel like there was a couple times I had to look away. So it was it was not friendly in that regard. He beat the dog with the bat and that's about it. But like I said, none of the Lafferty's are good. And... Again, this goes towards, you know, religion is fallible because man created religion. And religion mm-hmm. is then bastardized because of who is in charge of what or, like, who is saying what. So, like, even as, like, my rules, you know, it doesn't matter that I fucking killed a dog. I'm still the, the patriarch of this goddamn family. And, oh, oh Ron, you can't The priesthood holder, Bubby. You, wow. The priesthood holder. I mean, that's, that's a phrase I never want to fucking hear again. <laughs> They're fucking, they're, fucking, they're fucking dirty talk in the goddamn bedroom. Calls. <laughs> oh, that was awful. I never want to hear that again in my life. But yeah, like, I don't know. It, it, I think it was just more to the fact that like, yeah, they say this message, but then like you look what, what's actually behind the curtain and it's just not there. And that, and that's just goes with every character in the show. Like everyone's, everyone's, of course, except for uh, Taba. Taba's, of course, like the, the straight and narrow Taba's solid. Like this is like... As much as I'm on that side, it is very obviously biased against the Mormon religion in some way. I don't know if this guy was an ex-Mormon or what, but there he is. Yeah, so my experience with Mormonism stems from this show and The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, where there's a few, like, Heather Gay is an ex-Mormon, and she speaks a little bit about her experience with the religion. So, like, I don't have the greatest representation of the religion to me and it makes me very leery of what they they are they actually telling people like don't question anything like put your questions on a shelf and like just burying all this shit like is that real is that like catholic church priests with the little kids yeah. like what the fuck i mean if it, if it's bad for the religion then don't ask it I'm like oh we don't well, <sighs> we don't have those answers oh, okay so you just uh, so, so you just dismiss them got it that's not a good look. And that, like and all housewives have to answer questions. That's all religions too. It's not again. This this paints Mormonism unfairly. This goes for everything. Like any question you can't answer, you're just like, well, I don't know, but yeah, probably don't ask that ever again. In fact, I'll kill you if you ever if I ever hear those words from you again. Oh my! I was never super religious. Like my mom tried to make us go to church, but I pretty much refused so like i didn't have that strong presence so like anything that i can't question i'm distrustful of uh right and i mean 
I think something else this kind of touches back on is Mormon history being an allegory for U.S. history. Yeah. Because a lot of the, a lot of what we're taught in school, especially, is about like, yeah, we had slaves. That was bad. So, uh, thankfully, when our Lord and Savior Abraham Lincoln signed the signed the Thirteenth Amendment or created the Thirteenth the the amendments that stopped uh, you know slavery. stopped slavery, we just went, yeah, sure, cool, good job, uh, and, and all black people and white people lived together in harmony forever. It's like that's that's obviously not true. I mean, you see that later when there's that uh that massacre of that one fucking group that's just chilling there. With a bunch of possessions yeah. and like, hey, uh, Paiutes, you you want to fuck these white people up? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden, the Paiutes are the only ones who are charging, and they're getting fucking killed. And it's like, wait a minute, hold hold, please. This is a bad idea. We're out. And then they proceed to paint themselves in mud and pretend to be Paiute and kill all of these people that were just trying to pass through the land because right. they're terrible human beings. So, yeah, there was... Okay, so one thing that I didn't care for with this series was there was throughout at least three different timelines going, and one of them was advancing very rapidly. And so, like, I felt like sometimes it was hard to keep up with what we knew so far and what was going on. Did you find that, or was it just me? How are there three time? What are the three timelines? There was the present one with Andrew Garfield investigating. Oh, the Joseph Smith the stuff. Pa- yeah. yeah. No, that, that was yeah. relatively easy. Okay, well, I felt like there was a lot to keep track of. Maybe it was because there was an assload of characters. It was way too and, many like, characters. And, like, a fuck ton happening. It was a lot of characters. Well, I mean, every episode is over an hour. And including the final episode, which is an hour and a half, and we'll talk about the ending. But like, yeah, no, it was it was interesting to see perspective on stuff. Like, I don't know, say what you want. Like, you, you, there's a leap of faith you have to take with Joseph Smith being like, I looked in a hat, and there's some gold plates here that only I can see, and I have to tell them to you so you can transcribe them. And it's like, and that is a that is Girl. a fucking leap of faith you got to take there. And then just like all, and I don't know if the anything afterward, like I don't know if that's actually fucking true, or it, like, or if that's what they believe, or it, what what the actual timeline of everything is. Like you know, Joseph Smith being like, God told me we got to have multiple wives now. Like, <sighs> or was that on the fucking plates to begin with? I don't know, but um, yeah, like like I said, I, I just it, it is like staunchly anti Mormon, which like it's fine. You you kind of have to know that going in there, but. Yeah, it's uh, the timelines made perfect sense because one is like the history of the Mormons and like why did Alan become disillusioned with the Mormons in the first place because he started learning more and more about the like his brothers learned read history and just went oh we dropped this 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 and this from teachings let's go back to that and Alan's like you guys missing like the the massacres here. You guys, you guys missing like all this wild shit that happened in our past? Like we talk about that too? And like, no, fuck you, and move on. So like, uh, educating yourself goes one of two ways, and obviously Alan takes the more like agnostic approach with it, which is like all this shit just proves to me that our, our religion is fallible because it is created by man, and there and man, man is fallible, especially. So I can't believe a single thing anybody says anymore. Okay. Well, another thing, you get a whole line of thinking where they're going like anti-government and that's the other part of their thing. Like not just the multiple wives, but also the like, 
laws of my religion before laws of man. These laws are unjust and they're basically trying to fight the U.S. government because their business <laughs> failed because they said God was helping them lead their chiropractic adjustments. Well, they're they're not wrong. There's some there are some fucking ridiculous taxes that we pay. Like I I had to pay fucking property tax on a a car I bought three years ago when I got it registered here in North Carolina. I'm like, what? No, that's fucking stupid. But you know they nickel and dime you anyway. Like, yeah, could we fight? Should we fight back against this stuff? Absolutely. Uh, do we have the funds to do such a thing? No, they didn't have the funds to do anything either. So they're just like, well, let's get on the government and fix it. And it's like, oh. Well, you just don't have any following, though, and no one likes you because you're uh, a fucking idiot. Why? Like, that's all. Like, say what you want about Eamon. Dude actually seemed intelligent, understood what he was doing. The fucking rest of the Lafferty's are like fucking morons. Like, I, I've never seen a stupider family. That is correct. They are basically making all of the wrong choices all of the time at every intersection of. Which way do I go? They always choose the self-detrimental avenue. Oh, they choose the selfish, selfish avenue, which same. is, uh, well, yes, it's the same thing. But I mean, that, I think it's supposed to be the point is like, don't be selfish. Like, if you want to believe in something, you need to be, you're, you're following the opposite of what your religion actually says, which is, you know, you want to be helping as many people as possible. You can't do that by being selfish. So when you stray, when you stray away from the principles of your religion by being selfish like that, you uh, wind up in this hellacious situation where uh, eventually you start thinking that God is talking to you and telling you to murder people. When all ultimately all you're all you're saying is God God spoke to me, uh, and he, he he's telling me to kill people. But in reality, it's just my inner monologue being like, "Boy, I sure wish Brenda was dead." Boy, I sure wish Brenda would stop making my life hard by trying to help. In all honesty, had they like listened to Brenda and some of her suggestions, they wouldn't have had the issues they ended up having. But because she has a vagina and not a penis, she can't possibly have any opinion worth listening to. So there's that. I mean, that's true. Uh, women are useless. <laughs> You're useless. Okay, so yeah, you talked about Ron getting a kill list. From early on in the series, we see Ron's mom, Doreen, because Eamon, when they leave to go on their mission, their senior mission, he puts Dan in charge of the household in his absence and then names Robin as his hand. So basically, like, gave the finger to his oldest son, Ron, because, like, I guess he didn't follow in the family practice or, like, he wasn't super Mormon enough or didn't lick his asshole enough. But then you see Doreen going, like, you're the one. You're... So, like, from the jump, we see that he's always been told, like, he's the one. So then when, what's his name, Onias starts, like, filling his head with that bullshit, too, he gets, like, that small ego and thinks that God would actually be talking to his dumb ass. Uh, right. Again, it's some form of mental illness that went untreated because whatever. But yeah, these these people are obviously sick in some way and buying into them being like God's greatest gift to, to planet Earth. And 
I mean, when they started talking about like them being the one, I'm like, oh my god, they're they're gonna go after the fucking current prophet. I think it was like Joseph Kimball or something like that. I can't remember what the hell the the prophet's name was in in this show. It might, it might have been the real prophet at the time, but yeah, when they said that, I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna try to kill the prophet, and that's how we're gonna find them. We're gonna kill the fucking prophet, and they never did. But whatever. They they went like fucking nuts. So so like. The whole series, we're uncovering more and more of what happened. Because, like, at the beginning of the series, you have a young dead mother and an almost beheaded 15-month-old. So, like, the closer and closer we get to resolving the series, the more we see of what happened that day. And so, like, towards the end of the series, we get the other two guys that were with Dan and Ron. And we're getting their horrified reactions. And then they left Dan and Ron in Reno... And then these two jackasses are just like eating casino food and impregnating waitresses and not getting anything done with Ron's wife, Diana. They just murdered this poor woman and her baby and then got lazy Uh, or crazy, whichever. I don't know if it was lazy. I I just think it was their own self-sabotage because, again, it's them being selfish. They kill Brenda and they're like, we need money. Let's go gamble. Oh, this woman wants to fuck us. Let's fuck her. Oh, let's, uh, you know, oh, now uh, there can only be one of us. With, you know, it's the Highlander. So now we have to go murder each other because <laughs> we, there can only be one true God's chosen. And if one drop of blood spills, then he'll think that it's justified or whatever. Which one that, like, Dan would think that his death is justified if one drop of blood spills. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. It's wild. They're, like, that's the, like, there's certain aspects of their religion that I feel like they, like, hit real quick. But, like, there's so much to keep up with and so many characters to keep up with that it's just like, wait, why? I don't understand. Well, and that's the other thing is, like, there's um, the Andrew Garfield aspect of, of the show with his crisis of faith. Like, as he's learning all this stuff, he's you, you start to see him and Alan, like, on equalish footing in terms of, like, their understanding. Like, a lot of questioning is happening. And because the, the religion is such a big part, a big deal whenever... Um, he shows his wife the book of like the red book he's reading. She like almost immediately threatens divorce. And it's like the fuck? Like that seems so extreme. And then like that goes completely unresolved. Like that's the sixth episode. And then like at the end of the sixth episode, he just goes off to solve more of the case away from his wife after she's like, Yeah, I called my dad, he's gonna come get us from Arizona. And then as, yeah. soon, and as soon as he finishes the case with like five minutes left in the fucking show. Uh, he comes home and everything's fine. And it's like, what? Huh? There's, there's like 20 minutes missing here where we have to resolve him. Like, cause like she wanted him to like, uh, bear his testimony that's it, bear his in testimony. front of like the congregation because he put off, he has two twin girls. And so he's obviously seeing the way that women are being treated in this religion through this case. And, does not want his kids to get baptized yet. So, like, his wife is already on edge about that. And then she sees him reading this book, and they, like, start, like, sobbing. And she tries to get him to pray, and he, like, basically can't. She's like, I want you to bear your testimony. And he puts it off for some reason. I forget why. It's it's to work on the case. Okay, so it's the case. He goes, I think they go to Nevada at that point for Reno. But yeah, so she's like, wants him to do this. He never does it. And then goes home and it's like all good in the hood. Yeah, it's like the the case gets solved and everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're fine now. Oh, okay. Well, we also never resolved his mother going on medication, did we? 
Nope. And that also was not touched on. So, like, that was another side storyline was, like, the wife is, like, constantly having to deal with all of the mother being unmedicated on dementia, and he's not understanding her struggle. Yeah, in theory, but, like... Well, there's a couple times where he kind of, he doesn't want to, but he wields that I'm the man in this relationship power over her to get her to just, like, do what he wants her to, and I'm like, it made me feel icky each time he did it. Well, right, because it's still like that, like, it's still kind of beaten into him, like, the old the old school ways of, like, your your wife has to do all this shit. Like, it's not it's not your job, it's her job to, to take care of all the uh, problems at home. Yeah. All right, Bubby, is there anything that you would do differently with this series? Uh, yes, just make an eighth episode. And then... That's, like, family resolution? No, that, um finalizes the case and his family re- resolution because it feels like again it feels like there's because they went for fucking uh, this is, uh, we have an hour and a half final episode and they don't fucking resolve like the big thing with their main character it's just like oh case is done we don't care uh, all the other shit there's no fallout like that's I'm, a wrap i'm pretty <laughs> sure when true detective finished they fucking solved the case and we went on for another 20 minutes now of course i don't know i've never watched true detective but like I mean, you can't you can't just have this whole thing of like this family in trouble, like not like death. Well, eventually it morphs into like horribly in trouble, but like on the you you the whole Diana thing. The, you can't have well, no, not the Lafferty's. I mean, uh, Jeb. Oh. Like Jeb's oh. family seems on like the fucking verge of collapse for the end of the episode six, and just for him to walk home like oh, it's fine now. No, <laughs> you can't you can't do that. You know, like it, it doesn't. You, you don't just bandage over it and be like, "Oh, fixed now." While the blood's still fucking gushing out of the wound, you have to you have to dress the wound in the first place. And you, if you don't do that, then you fu- you fucking failed. They gave you a door of the explorer plastic ass band aid on a gushing wound as a family resolution. It was not good because, like, we still don't know what's going on with the kids. Like, we don't. I don't feel like we've got a resolution on Jeb's like religious standpoint like could he even bear testimony if his wife asked him to like where is he with that exactly no clue okay yeah we need i mean it's not it's not getting a season two it's on rabbit ears so i guess fuck you it's whatever you want it to be i mean also andrew garfield has said he's taking a break after this from from acting for 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 a bit i don't know how long but he says he's taking a break so i mean the the most recent year he was in uh fucking spider-man uh tick tick boom this uh before this he was in under the silver lake which is i knew i was waiting for you to mention that this i episode. mean so i was hoping like under the the theme of andrew garfield under the something uh would would continue to be a hit ah. but uh, i don't know like I, I like a lot of the themes and ideas this brings up, but it's not like these are new themes or ideas. Like it's it's centered around Mormonism, which is fine. Like it's it's different in that aspect. But like, I you've we've seen this show now, you know, where a Christian sees you know, or a religious person sees another a form of their religion bastardized into something where people murder like others because of it. So like. This needed to stand. This needed performances to stand above, and I feel like it neutered itself because the best performances were probably not even yet to come because we still have twenty minutes of Andrew Garfield fucking trying to bear <laughs> testimony. He doesn't. That's true. Yeah, I back you. 
I would have liked to have seen like that resolution on if you could bear testimony and what happens because I would I wouldn't be able to the way that I'm seeing this fucking religion how they're handling it with old Dusty McDusterson kicking off his like shoes at Alan and Jeb like I can't freaking tell this religion with these dickheads in charge like yeah I'm I'm down with you and then his wife's gonna leave him right. The, the the church is is pissed at him because he's brought fundamentalism back as a conversation piece in in for the culture. And embarrassed Mormonalism. Uh, Mormonalism, yes. Uh, Mormonism. Just Mormon. Mormonism. Just Mormons. <laughs> just Mormons. <laughs> What's that fucking minimalism documentary we had to watch? I wanted to fucking kill myself. Those guys are so boring. <laughs> oh my god. Those those guys might be the most boring people I've ever experienced. Those guys super sucked. But, uh, yeah, like, the church seemed like they were done with him. So, like, there was that. The wife seemed done with him. There was that. And we were just left off with, you know, he just comes home. And I guess the church is like, yeah, sure. They have a you're, prayer circle. And deuces. Yeah, this ne- this 20 minutes is about what it needed in order to actually finish. Because, like, there's no. Right. There's just nothing and, and to I pi- it. I can picture the scene in my head. It's them at their church, but of course, because of all the people he's riled up, there's more people. There's a few more people there. You got the stake president. You got the uh, administrator general. I think was his name or like his title. The 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 guy who shakes the the dust off his his shoes. Oh, okay. That that guy. Like he's there. Like you have a few. Like maybe even no, not you can't have Taba there. It doesn't make any sense for Taba to be there. But like you have a few more like important people to show up. The big way to sit there and and watch him try to give testimony or him successfully give testimony. I don't know. Either way, but like that's you. That's how you frame that fucking scene. Is you you have those people there while he does it, and whether or not he does it, you know, is is the big thing, because ultimately it's not just like him breaking down in the car was two two things. One. Him potentially lose him knowing he's probably going to lose his wife if he continues down reading down this path, but also knowing that everything he's learned has kind of been distorted or he's been lied to about, and like having his faith completely broken by that is hor- horrific, especially because like his wife isn't is isn't experiencing it either, and you can't really share that with her because then you get the exact situation that happened in the car. Like that's the other thing is like. Talk about like men with men in therapy or like men talking about their feelings. Like this man is having a crisis of faith because of all the horrible shit he's seeing regarding this case. And the first thing his wife does is like, I want to, div- uh, I'm thinking about divorce. Yeah. Like that's what I'm talking about. I'm saying like their religion is a number one in front of everything. Like you cannot support this man that you've been with forever. Like you guys have been through it. And he's obviously like suffering with some traumatic shit that is founded on facts by the way that maybe you should fucking look at as well but your immediate reaction is to throw the fucking wall up that's crazy to me i can't believe that any religion would fucking support that because like aren't religions all supposed to be about like love people well again religions are supposed to be about that but people have bastardized them into fitting the narrative that works in their head this this series left me feeling icky it just did. Mm. But yeah, I, I'm i like you said, it's been done before with different religions. So like I didn't find this show. Maybe it was like built up too much to me. So I wasn't like wowed by it or its subject matter. I didn't 
feel like it did anything particularly clever. It was just kind of dark and sad that it was based on true events. Right. And that, and that's the thing. It's like, ultimately, this winds up just being like a documentary of the Mormon religion. Yeah. And its origins. Uh, and otherwise, it's a true crime show that literally could have been about any religious sect whatsoever. Uh, and yeah. the, the main character, all he has to be is very devout in his faith, and he just has to question that faith in some way. Why they chose Mormonism, I don't know. Like I said, maybe the creator of the, of the show or maybe the, the person who wrote the book is ex-Mormon, and therefore they have that ex, that ex to grind. But maybe yeah, otherwise, like this, this is your pretty stock standard for what it does. Yeah. Garfield is nice. I, I enjoy watching him do his thing. And I really thought that um, Gil did... What's the fuck his last name? Con- uh, Gil B. Uh, Birmingham. Birmingham. Gil Birmingham. I you, I enjoy him no matter what he's doing. I feel like he's in everything I watch lately. Yeah. But I always refer to him as Billy Black because Twilight was the first thing I saw him in that I recognized him. So Yes. Uh, the thing, the thing with him is though, and I wonder this is what actual, and I, I didn't look this up, but like, what is his actual Indian nation? I have no idea. Because that man has been like every Indian nation that you've ever seen in any show. Like, I, I'm pretty sure in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, he was Cherokee. Yes. And he's Paiute in this. I forget what he was in Hell or High Water. He was Quayute in uh, Twilight. <laughs> Bubby's looking it up. I am looking it up. He is Comanche. Oh, un- Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? No, in real life. Oh, in real life. Okay. Uh, he identifies his father as being of Comanche descent. Interesting. So I guess he doesn't consider himself to be Comanche. Maybe? That sounds like a layered yeah. relationship. Uh, yeah, but... Uh, for all intents and purposes, we will just say that he is Comanche. But like, oh, he's in House of Cards. I forgot about that. Maybe he takes like great pleasure in, uh, or like great, like he takes great responsibility upon himself being like, I am the Hollywood Native American man. I will represent, you know, I will respect your tribe. I will do my damnedest in order to respect your tribe in any way, shape, or form, because you need that responsibility, because you need to see people like me on the screen, so that way you feel that there is appropriate representation. I mean, the fact of the matter is that a fucking uh, Taylor Lautner, who is not Indian in any way, shape, or form, is a a white dude, is playing a Native American man, not great, but, you know, at least Gil Birmingham is there to try for everybody. Now, of course, the next level is actually getting people of the correct tribes to portray themselves. I but I mean, we're we're still a long way from from that ever happening, mainly because we exterminated so many goddamn Native Americans. Savage. Don't say that. You're right. I di- I realized the context was off when I said it. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a stupid piece of shit. Yeah, you said it, not me. Bubby, I was quoting Bojack. I know. Good Bubby. Did you get it? Did you get my joke? No. Should I write him back and tell him you got his joke? No. All right, Bubby. Um, Mary Bang Kill, this cast. <laughs> Who the fuck knows, man? <laughs> I actually have mine if you want me to go first. Sure. Okay, Mary Taba, because he's the only sane motherfucker on the show. Bang 
Jeb, I guess, because sure. like he doesn't grow. Oh, we were talking about how um, Wyatt Russell is basically blonde. What's his name? McGreedy. Um, okay, so bang Jeb and then kill Eamon because that sick fuck is responsible for 90% of what happens in this show. So fuck him. Sure. Yeah. Whatever you say. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubby, you have to think of an 80s lady to marry, uh, an 80s Mormon lady, basically, to marry and to bang. I don't fucking know. Okay, so you're going to marry Brenda. Because uh, she's the only sane I don't know. One. I don't know. She's, she's kind of fucking mouthy. <laughs> That's the point. Also, you're with me, you idiot. I know, and I'm realizing what a bad decision that was. <laughs> the lies, the lies, the lies. I mean, yeah, sure, Brenda. What, what, yeah, kill, uh, kill you, and then marry Brenda. <laughs> and who are you gonna bang? Uh, Brenda. Okay. I you guess. Missed the point of that. I, 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 I don't know what you fine. want from me here, because I, I want you to fucking show a portion of your soul that makes everybody judge you for better or for worse whatever it is I, by what character you will marry bang and kill i don't know it's 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 just a nobody comes out of this good that ain't that's truth why don't you bang jeb's wife sure and then you can marry brenda sure fine okay there you go i helped you it's a masturbatory nightmare i'm telling you you're a nightmare <laughs> you are you are all right, Bubby, thank you for coming on. Next month, I'm going to have Gerald back for Ozark. Um, he's back with Two Peas on a podcast, which I will be recording with him soon for TV series you'd most want to live in. That's a working title. So, yeah, you can listen to me there. You can listen to me here. You can not listen to me at all like Bubby does. That's it. What? Deuces!